That audio was provided courtesy of the Washington State Men's Basketball Twitter account. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a great guest. We have Adam Chimeo, who is the host of the Quack 12 podcast, and he writes for the website Addicted to Quack. We're going to be talking about the Oregon-Washington State football game. Thanks for coming on. Of course, man. And uh, let me tell you, I'm excited for some Pac-12 football, baby. Oh, it's so good to have it back. Just too long. <laughs> We've been gone for too long. I know. For a second, it didn't seem like it was going to happen, too. Yeah, so but I'm happy, so it's good. Yeah, exactly. Is averted. <laughs> yeah, any, any Pac-12 game that pops up, I am excited to watch, and I'm grateful, and yeah. <laughs> Two games were canceled last weekend, and there's a growing belief that we might have to cancel more games this week. UW, Cal, they had a bunch of COVID outbreaks. WSU only has five cases so far since I started testing. How is Oregon doing on that front? As of now, there was a scare right before the season where I believe there was something like uh, four or five people within the program, not, not known if it was players or not, four or five players who had tested positive, but on their second test, it was proven to be negative. So as far as we know right now, and again, you know, all these coaches are really tight-lipped about this, unfortunately. Uh, as of right now, I do not believe we have any reported cases. So, so that's good. You guys are following the rules? Exactly. Yeah. They seem to be taking it very seriously. And, and Eugene isn't, I mean, no place is, is great right now, but Eugene is not a bad place to be as far as it's great. Okay. That makes sense. Got it. So the Pac-12, they've always taken flack for having Pac-12 after dark. So <laughs> this week is particularly bad. They have three or four games from like the time period of five to eight. What do you think of that? Do you think we should try and move the schedule around a bit more? Oh, well, you know what? So going back to last week, USC, Arizona State, 9 a.m. Pacific time. I'm assuming you, I see some giants in the background of our, our call here. So I'm assuming you're West Coast too. Yes. Um, I didn't mind that at all because I'm up. I'm watching these games anyways. I love Pac-12 sports. So I enjoyed the 9 in the morning game. And then I also enjoyed that late night game, which isn't so late for us. And, you know, Larry Scott, he gets a lot of stuff thrown his way, rightfully so. But I think that's a, I think it's a wise decision to just capitalize on any eyes that you can get whatsoever. I love the late night chaos personally. And then I, I also, I enjoyed that early morning. So yeah, bring it on, make it a varied schedule, you know? All right. Yesterday, the Cougars had to go to the University of Idaho, which is eight miles down the road because the snow was too heavy. And obviously the Cougars have a ton of experience playing in snow. We get two or three, four games a year in the snow. How do you think the snow is going to impact the Ducks? Well, you know, this would probably be one of those things where recruiting really well in California actually hurts you a little bit. That being said, I mean, it's been awfully cold here, not snow cold, but I would imagine it will affect some players. Uh, is, is it enough where they're going to play like significantly less than their ceiling? I don't know about that. But I imagine, especially with such little time to practice in this kind of weather, we had about four practices before they were all called off. I would say it will affect them, but uh, they're also be, they're, they're stoked, you know. I, I, I bet you it, it won't drastically change the game. That's, that's what I figured, but you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so expectations were super high for Tyler Sow. Is that how you say his name? Actually, so this is so 
this will be a really easy way to always remember it for you and your, all your listeners. Rhymes with duck, it's shuck. And shuck. you would not think that. No, there really? is impossible to guess. S-H-O-U-G-H. Shuck. Uh, that okay. is, I would never have guessed it, but it is Tyler Shuck the duck. Tyler Shuck the duck. That works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school. Big prospect. And to me, he seemed to underperform. I didn't watch all of the game. It wasn't what I expected from him. And I think he plays a better – I think WSU is a better defense compared to Stanford. How do you think he's going to fare against the Cougars? Yeah, well, I would agree with you that it certainly wasn't a perfect performance. Specifically looking at – there was one or two times where he could have kept the ball on the option, and he did not, and it, it, it resulted in Stanford really swallowing him up there. Um, and then there was also a very, a very young person, young QB interception he threw where he just did not see the guy. That being said, and I think what's getting Duck fans very excited about is he was, he was a terror on the ground. And like he, he did know when to run, when to pick up those free yards. I think a large chunk of that is because of Joe Moorhead's new offensive system and play calling is allowing him to run more than we have in the past, like with Justin Herbert. 17-26, 227 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think that he will do pretty well. I, I think you got to – there has to be room in there for at least one or two mistakes that Washington could possibly, you know, capitalize on. And I think you should expect that from him. That being said, he isn't a brand spanking new QB. He's been in the system for three years now or two and a half years now, I guess. And I think he's still, it's slowly coming to him, but he's got a lot of talent. Like he was not afraid to really fire that ball deep downfield. And I think that's really going to help us out. I'm expecting a good performance. I mean, just like I'm expecting a good performance from Jaden Delora, because that was fun to watch. <laughs> that was. But I think also young quarterback, they do make young quarterback mistakes. I think exactly. both teams should be, should I think the big difference in this game will be the team's ability to capitalize on mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like when Oregon State couldn't capitalize on our mistakes and we capitalized on theirs. I think that was the difference. But I think I think this could just be a good fun game. It ought to be. No, it really ought to be. And especially like where I think Washington State could very well um take advantage of of the Ducks really coming out new here is our defense was very talented. Like you saw some very talented pieces of that defense, but they are still gelling together. Much like our offensive line, like they're very talented, very good, like body shape, ready to play big name players, but they're still taking time to learn. And so now is the time to play Oregon. Do you think the offensive line is taking a hit because of the loss of everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah everybody. Penny Sewell. I wish Penny he was Sewell. there. Yeah. But it makes it go get your money, you know, yeah, no, you should, you should. <laughs> but all, I mean, it would be ridiculous Homer for me to say replacing all five of our starting offensive linemen isn't going to hurt us. That being said, let me to put on this Homer cap I'm already wearing. These are, these are talented, talented dudes have been bulking up, who have been in the program, taking reps, not live game reps. A lot of them this last week was their first time. But if you watch that game, they're really shuffling around a lot. And once they started to gel, then they really started to pull away. And so 
I would just say for Cougar fans, like this, this ain't Oregon State's offensive line. Like they're they're new, but these are some big guys that know what they're doing. But Oregon has expectations; they can recruit five star guys. So you, there are expectations that even if you guys have to wait a year to play, you can just jump in and be good one mm-hmm. or two games in. I think that's fair. I think Oregon's recruits definitely have higher expectations than our recruits or Colorado's recruits. Yeah. Well, that being said, though, I mean, outside of this last game, which was still very, very close, like we had, you know, better talent in the last previous four games before then. You guys are still beating us. So it'll be interesting. Well, you guys are winning the Pac-12. We're just beating you guys once. So I'll <laughs> take Pac-12. You guys, you know, the Pac-12, you can take that. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> so the biggest surprise for me during the Beavers game when I watched was Jaden Delores' ability to scramble. And then obviously our running back who replaced Max Borgie with his 400, 147 yards rushing. How well do you think the Ducks can defend against the run? That's a really good question because obviously, so against Stanford, and I think Stanford's offensive line, I mean, they really surprised me, and they, they looked more decent than I thought they would. And obviously Stanford has historically been known for great line play, but it's kind of <laughs> fallen off a little bit. But they, they looked good last week, and then their running back, I believe his name is Austin Jones. Yeah, it is. I looked it up this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Austin Jones is a solid running back, and he did get definitely a good chunk yardage, scored twice. I really do expect a jump up from – Season, well, from week one to week two with this D-line, and or I should say front seven even. And not only that, but my guess would be Oregon's going to go into this game being like, let's shut down this run. Let's make it so Delora can't just like – if he escapes the pocket, he doesn't have much time at all. I think they're going to be trying anyways to put this game in Delora's hands, specifically throwing the ball – because, I mean, they, they probably feel better about that than letting you know, either your run back or him pick up yard, easy yards on the ground. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, that's my guess is the game plan. I bet you they're going to be pretty good at stopping the run. Well, we'll see. As an outsider looking in to the Duck season, to me it seems like your guys' game changer, X factor, whatever cliche you want to use on the offensive side is Micah Pittman. Micah Pittman, that I mean, catch, am I right? That was impressive. <laughs> This is his only catch, but yeah. Made it count. <laughs> so do you think he is your biggest game changer, or is there someone that the media people are sleeping on? If you want to talk about someone who's being slept on, uh, Mike Pittman is very, very talented. And it's, and He's got like, a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't even watched that yet. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it yet. And, and even that one catch made it so the defense, uh, Stanford's defense really had to, like, hone in on him a bit, which opened everything else up, including some of those shuck scrambles or shuck runs that he got. If you want to talk about someone who was slept on until last week, because we've had so many problems with tight end, uh, I don't believe COVID-based, but again, it's so, yeah, I don't know. But we had like Patrick Herber out, Cam McCormick out, Hunter Camp Moyer out, Spencer Webb out. So many tight ends. We go to DJ. Yeah, we go to DJ Johnson, which at that point, he's a, he was a transfer from Miami. He was supposed to play defensive end and he switched over to tight end. So you wouldn't expect that to be a go-to player going down that depth chart. But you watch him in that and he is like as a blocker, he is hurting some people and looks really good as a catcher, like really surprising and had some legs on him too. So if you want to say people sleeping on someone like 
even Duck fans didn't expect that from DJ Johnson. So watch out for him because I think we're in the same situation for tight end against you guys too. So he's basically George Kittle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of hurt me with that because he's on my fantasy team and you just oh. flooded how <laughs> the lack of points I've gotten. But, yes, he kind of looks like a Kittle hitting people there. It's Maybe okay. I had Mike there. Thomas, so that's uh, dude, dude, week – okay, first pick, Michael Thomas. Second pick, George Kittle. And I'm just – I'm done, man. <laughs> my friend had Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle too, so oh. injury bug has not been nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is so random. That's... <laughs> All right, back to the Cougars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Cougars are very successful at, were successful at keeping the Beavers off balance last week with their rotating wide receiver room, just mm-hmm. putting a new one in. It allowed Travell Harris, our punt returner and kick returner, to get over 150 total yards. Yeah, How do you dang. see – yeah, he was impressive. <laughs> How do you see the Ducks being able to stop – the barrage of wide receivers i feel pretty good about it just because i like who we have a lot it's a combination of like luckily uh diamador lenore came back which is nice because he he was going for the nfl and decided to come back once there was a pac-12 season to be played mikhail wright is a sophomore true sophomore starting he had a couple of times where he was really burned where there was a, a little bit of a mistake on his part but overall i mean he is arguably more talented than the very talented person that he's stepping in for, uh, Thomas Graham Jr. Mikhail Wright is like a talented dude. I would imagine as far as cornerbacks are, are concerned, that Rolovich will be targeting, targeting maybe Wright a little bit more than Lenore. But I, I don't know. Both of them are very talented. That being said, I think a, a big X factor for the passing game for Wazoo could be Nick Pickett missing the first half Oh, sorry, sorry. Verone McKinley missing the first half of this game because of a targeting call that was called the second half of, against Stanford. Filling into that safety position will be either Jordan Happel, a transfer from Boise State, who worked with Andy Avalos a lot there, and then uh, Steve Stevens. So there, there could be some yards picking up there, but overall, I mean, we came into this season stoked about our defensive backs, and now we are still optimistic but this okay. game could change that who knows <laughs> all right that's the temperature check. got it okay yeah so what is your score prediction oh man what is my score prediction just i'm just gonna shoot here let's see i think it'll be high scoring overall i agree with you on that yeah i think the ducks will hang 42 points Ooh. on this cougar defense i know this is going to bite me in the butt. I know it. And then the Cougs will score 28. I think it'll be that big. I know. Right. And, and if, if your listeners want to just like crap all over me when your team ends up winning by like 30 points at Quack 12 Podcast, be sure to send your hate right over there. I love it. All right. So what about I, you? What about you? Oh, my score? Hmm. Well, definitely. I think we're going to win. That's just me. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Um, I know what podcast I'm on, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I wasn't. Uh, I'm gonna go. We put up. I think it won't be as high scoring. I think mm. it'll be 28-24 Cougars. Mm. Yeah. That that sounds like the kind of game that would really frustrate me. So yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? Oh, uh, well, like I said, send that hate to at Quack 12 Podcast. And then just in general, I do all, a lot of my writings. I'm at the managing editor over Addicted to Quack. Yeah, that's about it. That's where you can find me at all, all right. times. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Uh, Dude, excited for the great. game.
motherfucker. Unbelievable. But he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, yeah. you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do you here? Buy him I mean, a drink. I get him a prostitute. What were you 